What's the song that um those people that were trying to adopt Calvin and like Mike were singing? I was about to start singing that. I don't remember. Oh, <clears throat> there it is. I just found it, Corey. Oh, he he knows he remembers. Like you, you're trying to keep me away from singing it. No, for real, I don't. It's the morning time, rising grind, guys. The sun will come out. <laughs> tomorrow tomorrow is, okay yeah bet your bottom dollar that <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> there'll be sun imagine if he would have went with them <laughs> that'd have been crazy would he have been the league's greatest <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> absolutely not how bad do you feel at home if you're a full grown NBA player that got hooped on that night by Calvin Cambridge you probably trying to retire. You probably <laughs> you looking for a new career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Imagine you, if you getting schooled by a, a young boy. You know, you you definitely second guessing yourself. Imagine you have a wife, children. She's at the game. Your yeah. kids at the game. <laughs> they the same age. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. <laughs> They looking at daddy different at home. Yeah, like imagine you know they I mean? they kids from here on out. They look up to a fourteen year old, not they <laughs> not their dad who was a hero before. <laughs> who would have knew that? Like Mike <laughs> would be destroying homes all across the nation. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna be like, nobody's gonna like you. <sighs> if Calvin Cambridge dunks on you, that got to make you feel <laughs> right. A little bit. All right, my bad. <clears throat> I said the F word, guys. Are you ready to get to it? Let's do it. All right, man. Episode 235, 235 of the Rising Grind podcast. Let's go ahead and get to the business. All the pretty girls stand up. Yeah, All the pretty right. boys stand Sweat. up. Pretty boys in the building. Sweat. This Whoa. right here is my sway. Wow. All the girls are on me. Down. Everybody pay attention. Yeah. This right here Sweat. is my Sweat. pretty boy sway. Pretty boy sway. Riding the ground boys in the Sweat. fucking building, man. Pretty boy sway. Sweat, sweat, girl, sweat, 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 Put that pot on when you make it dinner, man. Let's go ahead and vibe out, you feel me? Matter of fact, since you're at home, go turn that on on YouTube. Run it up, run it up, run it up. Everybody, hey, 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 hey
Let's get started, man. All right, it's episode 235 of the Rising Ground Podcast. I am Roderick. I go by Jakari. We back in the building. It's Thursday. Yes, sir. I don't know why the fives, the zeros, the tens, the twenties, I don't know what it is that, that feels big. 235 sounds a little different, right, Corey? Oh, uh, I guess so. Why? Why, no? why it sound different? Tell me what I'm missing. <clears throat> All right, I know we're far into the year now, or we're damn near midway into the year. Correct. We started off the year 200. Okay, I see what you mean. We added a two to every 10 seems like it's a little, like, it's kind of long mm-hmm. to make it through them. From 200 to 210 seemed like a while. From 210 to 220 seemed like a while. From 220 to 230. We in the 230s and midway through it already? Yes, sir. Okay. All right, it's Thursday. How you feeling? I feel good, man. How you feeling? I feel uh, I feel good. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. How's uh, work been this week and shit? I haven't been at work this week. Haven't been at work this week at all. I was at work on Monday. Yeah, I was at work on Monday. What's been going on, man? Uh, we'll talk off pod. For sure, but for I'm sure. straight, hundred percent. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, everything's everything's great. I'm not right. even. I'm not gonna try to make it seem like. I'm in some sort of fucked up situation or mm-hmm. things are in dire. I'm I'm great. Um, life is great. Family's great. Um, I really just been out. Like I said, we'll we'll get into that off pod. <clears throat> but I'll be I'll be back. The pod is is airing now. It's Thursday morning. I'm back at work today. So, gotcha. Okay, and I do have a question for you because you did hit the group chat earlier in the week, and you said alert, alert, alert. The students have found. The podcast. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I meant to say that as we were getting in. If you are one of my students listening, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you made it this far, oh, so I'm sure you heard. Bad, I'm sure you've heard this already. That little e before you look at the pod, like when now scroll out <clears throat> and go look at it. There's a little e right next to the episode. That means explicit. That means your young ass shouldn't be here right now. Okay. You can show that to anybody you want and take it to the bank. Fuck. Take it to the bank. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> over over the, the beginning of the week, I gave a message to our a group chat with the fellas in it, and I said, the students have found the pod. I repeat, this is not a drill. <laughs> this is not a drill. The students have found the pod. I'm pretty cool with damn near every student on the campus. Like, I got a got a pretty good relationship with the ones that I see, for that matter, the ones that come to my office. And a lot of them that don't, they make their way over there anyway because they figure I'm the cool one and they want to sit in my office and talk it up and shit like that. So there were some, uh, I think they were like ninth to 10th grade girls. They're probably so fucking weird that y'all are listening to this shit. Um, <clears throat> sorry, it's too late now. They're in my office, and I'm talking to them about school. They say something about their weekend, and kids are just kids, man. So, like, <laughs> their minds are just all over the place with stuff. Mm-hmm. They were on something completely different. <laughs> and then I just hear, like, Mr. Taylor, I saw your podcast. <laughs> Boom. Whoa. Whoa. I was at a loss for words. Like, she she caught me. Like, yeah, yeah. I didn't even know what to say. I was like, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what did you, what did you say? Uh, she no. was like, I found your podcast. 
Um, Cat got your tongue. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And there were some other students in the room, same grade. They didn't know that I had one. Mm-hmm. They were like, Mr. Taylor has a podcast? <clears throat> and like, cool. So, I mean, I'm not really like worried about them uh, mm-hmm. or anything going on with the pod. Um, they were like, I just been, I've been wanting to start a pod. I've been wanting to start a podcast. But I was like, yeah. I was like, you should really, you should really keep that information to yourself. Like, <laughs> the information that like, it's cool. Like, I mean, I, I can't tell you to not listen to it. It's public information. Like, and I'm not going to make it private. That's, this is what I do. But, um, you keep that. <laughs> keep that on the low. You keep that to yourself. Keep right. that on the low. <clears throat> Nevertheless, all the first time listeners, we love to, uh, Welcome you to the pod, everybody listening on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google, Stitcher, Deezer, iHeart, TuneIn, wherever the fuck you listening. Um, we appreciate y'all. Old or young. <laughs> That's sick. Little fuckers. <laughs> um, That's what's up, though, man. We love all support, like you said, you know. Yeah, and the thing about it, I was like, how did you find my podcast? And she tells me. About another student that I'm well aware of. She was like, oh, blah, blah, listens to it. And I'm like, what? And she was like, no, she listens to it. I mean, but not surprised too much because remember I did tell you that story. One time I did mention on a pod as well that I ran into somebody who's uh, <clears throat> in education and they said the same thing, like their students. Oh, yeah, 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 that their high school students are fans of the pod. <laughs> you know, so I was just like, man, that's, that's crazy. Niggas got to really, you know, watch what we say. No, we don't. No, we don't. <sighs> you know. Number one. As yes, much as we can. I, I, I love it. Like, I love yeah, it. You know. Um, it's all jokes. I don't have to watch what I say, though. Nah, because right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that wasn't the right term. term no, I know. For it, I know. You, um, you get what I mean. You you mean it by the the way that there are, there are younger ears listening to you, um, and you kind of have a responsibility, maybe? Yes. Yes, to my to to um to reply to that. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna get caught up. <laughs> we do have a responsibility, and I do take that very seriously. However, y'all gonna get this fucking content, of course. Old or young, there's no filter on here, bro. I'm not holding back nothing. There was an E on that fucking episode. <laughs> when you clicked on it, it means explicit. Yep. So, while I do have that responsibility, yeah, my, my your folks. parents should have been responsible enough to block this shit from I was gonna you. Say my folks be listening. Oh yeah, like, after that, it's like I don't, I don't care what, if my folks listening. I don't care what nobody say. I said that to you guys, and I don't know what year it hit for you. I said that to y'all early in the podcast days, maybe two thousand and nineteen ish. I told y'all I was like, hey. When my mom and dad heard this pod and heard like my mouth and how this was going, like it was fucking from there. Yeah, like same. And if my parent growing up, I only feared getting in trouble with my parents, even getting arrested. I only didn't want to get arrested because I didn't want to make that call to my parents because I knew I was gonna get my ass whooped when I got home. I wasn't scared of nothing but them. And really the police. <laughs> but um <clears throat> once 
once they found out, I wasn't really a, a. It's like nothing to be afraid of, to be honest. Yeah, same, same. I feel the exact same way. I remember my pops specifically, and you know my pops, he crazy man. He cuss up a storm. You know how he is. So that's dads too. He try to make a joke out of it and say, "I don't know where you learn how to cuss like that." I'm like, "What you mean? I got that from you." Oh, see, no, my dad, um, he owns that shit. But he be joking, but he be saying. Um, I don't want to be listening to the pod that much because you cuss too much. I'm like, yo. My dad says that too, but he will say, he's like, you got the shit from me, nigga. Yeah, man. I mean, it's no other person for me to get it from. But yeah, it's it's hilarious, though. But like we said, we love all support, man. All support. I'm grateful for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Definitely grateful for it. Get your ass back to class, though. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> for that tardy bell. Y'all got tardy bells still? Absolutely. And the thing about it, I fucking hate our tardy bell. At the beginning of the year, we had a regular old tardy bell. But somewhere a couple of months in, maybe December, November-ish, they changed the bell to the beginning of You Just Want Attention, like Attention by Charlie Puth. The <coughs> You Just Want Attention. What, nigga? So... <laughs> Instead of the bell going like the ready like regular boop, when they get out of class, it goes and then all the kids get out. I fucking hate it. First off, y'all got some money over there. No, at y'all no. school, man. What you mean? We never had no option on no secondary tardy bell. It's so cheap. They could have not cheap. They could have changed it, car. They just don't like the same way you think about it. Um. When they do the announcements, they just hit a button on the phone and That's just correct. talk through the phone. Yeah, yeah. They could just change the song. Um, That's funny, though. I just, I mean, it's been so long since I've been in school. Yes. So that that sounds new to me. Number one, the reason why I hate it is we should have a normal bell. Maybe that's me being an administrator like, or me doing that shit up. You should have a normal bell. Number two... um, that song came out in like 2016 or 17. Even the kids don't know that song. Like we know that song. Yeah. But they were in elementary school when that shit came out. I mean, it was a big song, but they don't give a fuck about that. Why do you have that song? Let me get out of this cuz I'm, I'm I'm getting getting pissed talking about <laughs> all this stuff. Get off get off this podcast. <laughs> Moral of the story. Right, right. Get your ass out of here, buddy. I love y'all. Get out of here though. Skedaddle. <clears throat> Last question. When is school over? May 26th okay. is the last day of school. It's going to be here before you know it, man. Yeah, but um, I still have some obligations after that. Right. I know. We talked about that before. Yeah, I got graduation on 30th, and then I snowball into summer school. Right. After summer school, it becomes free Roderick, and then- Dang, I don't want to start talking about plans and shit like that. Because <laughs> now I feel like they got the eyes on me. Chill, but um, chill. can't you give up the low? Yeah, you know, I'm not even trying to give up location. Um, things could get things could get real different after the summer. So <laughs> for sure that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> like it, I love it. For sure, for sure. How was your how was your week? How you feeling? Or did you get into yours first? Not not really, but yeah, my week has been just a normal week, man. Nothing, nothing too much fun. Just being relaxed and working. That's it, man. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I have a little bit of an intro, and it's a two-part one. Okay, what's up? Today is May the 4th, 
May the fourth be with you, Kari. Haha, <laughs> I appreciate that. Are you a Star Wars fan? I'm not, man. Are you? Sick nigga. Yeah, yeah. Just a tad bit. Um once Disney caught a hold of it and it was just Star Wars after Star Wars after Star Wars, um, in the late 2016s on into the twenties. Mm-hmm. I haven't caught up with all of those, but from the episode four, like the very beginning one, yeah, I'm four, five, six, fan of those. Um prequels that came out like in the nineties, two thousands. They suck, but if you're a Star Wars fan, you watch them either way. Um, they got the cartoon shits, the Clone Wars shits, that games, all that. But uh, yeah, I'm a Star Wars fan. Um, I'll probably, I'll probably be watching Star Wars today. I was gonna ask, like, what what do you do to celebrate that day? Watch Star Wars. Just watch it. Now, some people they do they like the entire. They dress up, post their pictures, do shit like that. Like Comic Con. Yeah, I actually want to go to a Comic Con. Uh, one day, it just seems fire. It, it get down at the Comic Cons. <laughs> what you mean? They be tripping out, bro. They be going crazy, like in a good way. People be like, I've seen like videos, and I used to work with someone back in um, high school, right? One of my first jobs. I thought you were saying because the nerdy girls pop the best pussy, but go on. I mean, possibly, <laughs> <laughs> especially if they if they wear glasses. Yeah, right? yeah, they got yeah. The glasses yeah, yeah. Like I don't care who you came as. Right, right, for sure, for sure. But no, nah, man, it's definitely interesting to see, like, the, you know, the people dress up and um, they really get into character. Like, so absolutely, my associate, she was she was actually a manager, man. She was from Oklahoma, moved to Texas. But anyways, she frequently visited the Comic-Cons every single year, right? She would show me pictures of her custom-made costumes and people, like, raging out at these events. So I'm with you. Definitely something interesting. I don't know if I would visit, though. Do you have any like cons or fests that you've thought about that like I really want to go to? I have a couple. I'm not even gonna lie. There's a couple that I want to go to. I don't think I have any. Maybe what you got? Maybe I can think of some. I don't have none. Um, there's some gun fests that I've seen. Um, that I think would be very, very uh a good time to go to. Um, Exotica with all the. All the porno stars. <laughs> He's laughing, but like, man, this maybe this is just sick Roderick. Like, that's always been like a thing that <clears throat> before like it's all over, I have to go to like a, an exotica event. Oh yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Chilling, bro. But um, no, that's never been like a thought. Like when you see the photos of like Everybody at the events, or like maybe you don't see those photos. Maybe that's just like my timeline and explore page. For the Exotica? No. No. You've never seen like your favorite porn star taking a picture with like one of your friends and you're like, damn, like. Oh, yeah, I have seen that. Those. Like, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, yeah. You've never been like, I got to get my ticket? No, not really. For real, for real. Not even lying. All right, he's making me look bad. Nah, <laughs> I just ain't never really thought about it. All right, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that boy's making me look freaky. Hey man, do your thing. Um, do your thing. All right, <laughs> we, this we know we used to have a remote <laughs> on standby with, <laughs> with a channel on yeah, last. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, I was definitely I was quick draw McGraw <laughs> with the go back button. <laughs> they go back. We're being but. real cryptic, but 
<laughs> I can start this over for everybody that doesn't know what we're talking about. Back in the old days when you were young, back before everybody just had a cell phone in hand, back before the internet had, or back before there were phones that played videos on the internet, you had to watch, we weren't old enough to, to just buy DVDs or shit like that. You had to watch the TV porn. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> on HBO channels. Yeah, and especially if you if you weren't of age and your parents potentially could have came in your room and saw what was going on. You had to make sure you had a really good alibi. <laughs> so there was a nice, convenient go back button on some of the good cable remotes. All right. Might have Nickelodeon on there. Of course. It's always a cartoon. Yeah. George sports, Lopez. Sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cat Dog. Facts. So the moment mom Dukes busts in the room, boom, go back. <laughs> now you watching Johnson, Van- Johnson Family Vacation. You was watching Busty Cops two minutes ago. <laughs> Fuck. Reno 911. Absolutely. No, no, no. Yeah. You was watching, you was watching uh 911, but <laughs> bro, why do they have the worst names? Just disgusting, man. Slippery California butts. <laughs> like, what is that? What is that? But no, nah, that's funny. Definitely. I made that up, guys. Yeah, I know. Don't go look that up. Definitely did that. Definitely. Please, please don't go look the first one up either, because that was real. <laughs> go on. Definitely don't what? No, nah, I was saying, um, definitely did that as a kid, man. Definitely had the last button on standby ready. Yeah. I'll be real with you. And I'm going to be even realer with you. Sometimes it didn't work, and I got caught. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was... You was quick draw my girl. I was a smooth criminal. No, <laughs> my people knew I was manish. They'd be like, uh-uh. <laughs> Go back to what was on that before. And the, and the thing is, that's when you got to be slick and you yeah. got to hit the channel up button. <laughs> what you mean? What you mean? This is what I was like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> Thought you had me, stupid. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> my bad, man. I'm tripping out. Ooh. Oh, man. <laughs> no <funny>. cap. <laughs> what, mama? I was just flipping the channels. Dang. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. But, no, I got I got my ass whooped a couple, <laughs> a couple times. <laughs> Jeez, bro. Yeah, man. I'm... Yeah. The reason why I'm really dark and um never mind. I'll stop. <laughs> you had a rough childhood. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started watching this shit before I learned how to read. Wow, dog. Damn. I gave the pause just so y'all could let that sit in. Yeah, because I don't even know if I knew that. Oh yeah, man. It's real it's real fucked yeah, up, yeah, guys. Yeah. I need, a, need a therapist. Yeah, man. Or to go to Exotica. Hey. Pick, 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 pick. No, no, yeah, I like the exotic one. Pick. Um, <clears throat> but we really didn't have an intro, but we kind of just introed. Yeah. yeah, that was hilarious. Oh, are we ready to get into the rap news that we do have, Corey? Yes, sir. Let's do it. We've been talking and talking and talking about how Lil Dirk is on the way. He's been trying to get us hype, and it hadn't really been working for us. 
This week it worked for me, Corey. It finally worked for me as well. I've been on record as well, been very critical. Yeah, yeah, little dirt. yeah, yeah, yeah. To the point where at this point, Corey, you don't get to enjoy oh, come Lil on. Dirk's fucking rollout. <laughs> Everything that's going on right now that's so nice. Come on, man. You're out of this. You don't you don't get to partake. No love? Absolutely not. And come your on. favorite rapper is a part of this, which we'll get into a little bit later. Right. You don't get to partake in this, bro. I think just because of that, that's why I can partake. No, no absolutely not. That's you disrespectful. You said you weren't excited for Dirk. You didn't want to hear the new Dirk. You said you listened to it. Yeah. Um, you putting other Chicago rappers over him saying he wasn't <laughs> the hottest out. I didn't say he wasn't the hottest out. You did. I said he wasn't the best rapper. From Chicago? I never Active. said he, he wasn't the hottest, though. I just meant like rapper. Okay. Best rapper, lyrically. Nevertheless... What Dirk was trying to do before was use controversy to get us kind of amped up for the album or let us know that he was on the way. Maybe it worked for some, but we with this music shit. So all of that is smoking mirrors for us or smoking mirrors for me. I want to know what you're up to with the music. He put the music in this shit this week. We got some snippets. We got uh, some behind the scenes videos. Um looks of him and J. Cole recording a new track that's supposed to be entitled All My Life. We've heard a little bit of it. I like the way it sounds so far. I think we just heard the chorus, but <laughs> man, it sounds amazing. There's a there's a little part of J. Cole's verse. Yeah, a small right part of before it. Before the, the chorus, like you said, but Jesus, man, it sounds amazing. It gives me a feel um kind of like a Nas Wu for the children. Or, or kind of like a Jay-Z um, hard knock life. You know, the kids on the on the course like that because there's a whole bunch of kids in this video like like singing in the course. But I, I got to hear this for Like a God's Plan type of shit? Kind of. Okay. Yeah, like a happy song, you know. Uh, <clears throat> mate, shit. It don't sound like nothing Dirk has ever put out before. No, it That's what I mean. Like, it's just that's why it's just so hard to describe it. But it sounds like it's going to be amazing. I can't wait to, to hear that full project. I mean, that full song. It looks amazing. Um, we've only seen behind the scenes shit. We might have seen a little snippet of finished video from the music video. I can't remember because we've seen a lot of footage from it so far. Mm-hmm. I don't have any more to say than what Kari has. It it looks like it's going to be great. It sounds already like it's going to be great. I heard that hook, the chorus. Oh, my gosh. All my life. Yep. I still feel the same way, though. Just one song. Dirk's still going to have to wow me. The thing that you're not really getting with this, yes, he might have to wow you. That track right there is is the leading single that he doesn't need anything else to put this album out. Um, if that comes out, what's this come out, Friday? That track comes out tomorrow? I don't think so. They, they didn't say that, maybe. Okay. Say the track comes out next Friday. Uh-huh. He drops in two weeks within that, like within that track dropping, he'll drop his album in two weeks. Okay. He doesn't need anything else. And I don't want to step too far. It might be his biggest track ever. And look, I was going to say Besides the, the Drake one. <clears throat> right. I was going to say that a, a few minutes ago, but I didn't want to 
you know, overstepped <clears throat> too early as well. But I think it has that potential. You got laugh now, cry later. And then besides that, his biggest one will either be every chance that I get her back in blood. Ah, uh, yo, of course. But it definitely has that potential, man. You know, we'll see what happens. And with me, with Dirk, I'm still going to listen to Dirk. I still am a huge fan with Dirk. Really, the issue with me going back to when 722 released, <clears throat> you know how just excited we were to hear that Dirk was the hottest rapper in the game. I just don't have that same excitement right now. The reason why I do is because, yes, we know Dirk is a versatile artist. He can give you the street and he can give you the pain, the emotion, shit like that. But you've never really seen Dirk, and it's not going to be the whole album, straight clean it up and present his album as like clean cut or maybe even the type of turn that YB was was trying to do. Yeah. This would be the first time we've seen him approach an album or or head up an album with this kind of uh with this kind of vibe. Yeah, that's what I said at the beginning. It's a different rollout. The song, like I said, we've never heard a <clears throat> song like this from Dirk. The reason why I do think it could be one of his biggest is I think about all rappers, and I think about shit like how Biggie came in, ready to die type shit, street. But when he turned the tide, life after death, of course he died. But um, Damn. <laughs> chill. <laughs> it was a new look already. Yeah. Um, you can hear it in the music, sky's the limit, shits like that. Um, him changing could make this big. And if the album's good enough... And there are enough strong production, strong beats. This could be one of the biggest albums of the year. It's probably already going to be yeah, one of the it. biggest albums yeah. of the year. Top 10 album of the year. Mm-hmm. I would say that. But, <clears throat> but definitely more excitement now behind it. Yeah. And imagine if he put some more like grown up into this. Right, right. But still, yeah. We'll, we'll see. But that, that song, though, like I said, looking forward to hearing it. Definitely looking forward to hearing it. I agree with you. It could possibly be Dirk's biggest track ever. And on top of that, he said he's doing all of this blackballed, Corey. I don't agree with that, man. No? I think that's just a part of the rollout. Like you mentioned, you got to start controversy. I don't think Dirk has ever been blackballed. What do we mean? This guy is still one of the hottest to me. He's one of the hottest rappers in the game, even though he's not as hot as he was when 7220 released. But that was just last year. Is 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 he blackballed? Am I missing something? I might get a lot of flack for what I'm about to say, Corey. Go ahead. Maybe I'm missing something. And no, the, the, to answer your question, no. <clears throat> I love Dirk. I love his music. I love his style. Love everything about it. Pause. <coughs> huh? Love everything about Dirk. Pause. Um, this might be a little diva-ish by <laughs> no. Dirk. Talk to me, man. Come on now. You know what's up. We know what's going on here. To be 150% in the last 12 months, you've seen NBA Youngboy leave Atlantic Records, who he supposedly claimed had him blackballed, kind of break those chains. He starts the interview process that rappers kind of get into when they're going through the 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 industry circuit, when they got a new project out. He's, he's doing new interviews, new this, new that. He's everywhere, and all of a sudden, 
for the first time since he's came out in 2016, every publication, every DSP is behind NBA Youngboy. Uh I'm pushing him. Got his face on their platforms. He's on the magazine covers now. Right. GQ wants him. Louis wants all these other... Billboard did that interview. Yep. They're asking for him now. Mm -hmm. Just a year or two ago, anything I Hate Youngboy and before or Motown Records, before he signed to Motown Records, it was Blackball Youngboy. Nobody was really fucking with him because it was pick your side, you're on Dirk's side, or you're on Youngboy's. Everything stemming from the Vaughn, um, Tim situation. <clears throat> I don't think Dirk likes that people are very accepting of NBA Youngboy now. And I, I feel like he thinks the entire industry is kind of moving over that way. And it seems as though they are. I've seen, I saw fucking little Baby dab John Moran up screaming, it's a parade inside my city, yeah. <laughs> Those, and so niggas don't know because John Moran blew up because of that. Those are YB lyrics. Yeah. Baby knows that. I'll let you go, Corey. I mean, I don't really have too much to say. Do you? Um, but but no, I get you. I definitely get you. And I don't think once again he's being blackballed. I think this is just something to bring more attention to him. And you could be right to the fact that Dirk could be acting, you know, sort of diva-ish here because there really isn't any too much attention towards Dirk. It is all towards NBA Youngboy right now, especially because he just released the album. And he's tr- Dirk is trying to get that steam for his album. Of course. And for whatever reason, until this week, it's not working. Yet, yeah, YB's been going. Yeah, Dirk, Dirk was doing some corny things, though. He was doing a lot of corny stuff, to my opinion. That was another reason why I was just like, bro, I'm not. Like... The music, I wasn't messing with the music, but also he was doing just a lot of things. I know it would, could be part of the rollout, but... Between Youngboy and India, it got really corny and childish. And he supposed we got her back, too, is what they saying. Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, that happened. I don't really think he ever really lost her like that. Yeah, man. You know how that goes. I, exactly. It's all... If you've been in a relationship, you know how that goes, and like that media shit. Come I was on. just about to say, it's it's more media than anything these days, man. Jesus Christ, it's annoying, but I, <clears throat> that's just just what it is. These rappers, these celebrities, they have to start controversy sometimes to boost or give themselves morale. It's just a part of it, but a lot of times we get confused, and I'm like, bro, it's the same story over and over again. Break up, get back together, post um, a cryptic picture. You remember the little baby and sweetie? It's just like, bro, it's all a part of the game. Um, but going back to like we said, he was trying to get the shit started with the controversy. That's yes. where I go back to YB again because outside of the India shit, everything he's been trying to get us sparked off of was, man, that little boy, this, blah 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 blah. What I'm gonna do to that little boy? That this, this, that, and it's always been that. YB, stop talking about it. Nigga just focusing on the music, man. Hopefully it stay that way. To answer the the, the entire question or the, the question we started with, right. no. He's not being blackballed. Lil Durk is, is still one of the biggest artists in the game. So, no. 
You don't want to be blackballed. Trust me. You don't want to truly be blackballed. Right, that's what Ab- I'm saying. Absolutely not. Trust me. They're, they're, he, he would know. But yeah, he's next. just promoing. He's promoing. Right, right, right. right. <clears throat> Where are we at with it next? Moving on. Uh, Pop Smoke, Corey. So Pop Smoke's producer, I think he was on Instagram, something like that. Um, I'll go get what it actually came from. He was talking to the fans, and he came out and said that Pop Smoke, unfortunately, has no more music in the tuck. Yeah, and it was... We we recently just kind of had a conversation about this as well. Who was it? Uh, Tyler, the creator, who said he didn't want any of his music to be released. Yes. Uh, Possibly, right? So going into Pop Smoke, like we said, so I have an article here. <clears throat> Excuse me. It says, fans will be disappointed to hear that there's no more unreleased music from the late New York rapper Pop Smoke since his death. His estate has been releasing his music. Possibly, but according to Rico Beats, that was the producer that you mentioned, there's nothing left in the vault. And I got the DMs here. It was actually from Instagram, and I guess they screenshotted those DMs and sent them up, and they went uh, everywhere, and I saw it on Twitter. Um, so somebody had DM Rico Beats, and they said, Rico, please give us some news on plans for Pop's remaining music. He replied and said, who said he had music left? They made a sad face back, and he said, what else y'all want? Pop died three years ago. How much more music y'all think he did in one year? Y'all got to be real. He said, none of the snippets with Guapo or the Mike D he played ever come out. I know um, he was a beast, but you can't expect much more. And then he said, all them records, they used Chip so many ways, his vocals. If Pop was alive, he would not have approved 99% of the stuff that they put out. And that's the number one reason right there why we always talk about uh, posthumous music and why we tend not to lead on the side of being in favor with that because we know the artist more than likely wouldn't have put that music out normally. Um, and then in this case with Pop Smoke, the very last album, they had already reported that they basically unleashed his entire catalog. Yeah. So we kind of already knew this. But uh, this is this is good. I mean, to me, I know, I know artists and their estate if they need money, things like that, if they need to sell masters, they need to get music out. I understand that. But um, I've always said, and we just talked about this recently, I don't want catalog. I don't like when catalogs get watered down. So, And that's what a posthumous album, that's what a greatest hits album, shit right. like that. That's what it's going to do. Right. So to me, this is a good thing, you know, from the fan standpoint that we can expect not to hear any more music from Pop Smoke. I'll go as far. You said 99%. Unless the album was already done, I'll go as far to say as 100% of posthumous albums. If it's not done, keep it. Shoot for the stars, aim for the moon, the Pop Smoke album that uh, 50 did, that was done. All that music had been recorded and they were intended for, for those tracks. That was an amazing album. You could tell it was done. Shit like we just talked about 10 minutes ago, 10, 15 minutes ago, Life After Death by Biggie, mm-hmm. it was done. It was supposed to drop that week. Right. You knew it was, it was right. That shit was perfect. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones. It, unless it was already finished, leave it alone. The album that came out after Death Race by Juice, the posthumous one, there were good tracks on that. I don't even like that one. <clears throat> Same. I don't really play. 
outside of the tracks that I just like, I don't play it back too much. Outside of Death Race for Love, you can leave me out. Well, anything Death Race for Love and before, I'll enjoy. Everything after, leave me out. Mm -hmm. Just keep the posthumous shit. Is it just a, it's just a label thing. It's a label thing. It's an estate family thing family sometimes. Thing. Like I said, I, and I understand it in that aspect. So it, it just is what it is. But um, if you're a big enough artist and you do have your masters, the family does not need a posthumous album. Yeah. Maybe so. You know? I'm just... Now, Pop, I get it because... He was fresh in the game, one album. That, it makes sense. And he was the hottest. Absolutely. In the drill. Um, you had to put his music out. I'm trying to think about anybody else because I, I don't, I'm never going to do a hypothetical on somebody. Fuck no. Who else was a, Mac? You didn't need circles. You didn't need circles. Now, it, of course, it was probably his best selling album on the DSPs. Because he had just started to get to the brink of his uh, his commercial stardom, but um, nah, nobody else. I gotta cut that shit out. I'm yeah. with Tyler. I know what you mean. Even Nipsey Hustle, we don't need another Nipsey Hustle album. I I love what we've done with the songs that we've gotten. In the, in the verses that we've gotten since his passing, but that would be nasty to drop. They said one's on the way. We don't need that. You heard that that news though, right? I know. If I if I did, I don't remember. It it I don't wanna I don't know if it was this year or if they're gonna get things started up this year. I've heard that there's a a posthumous Nipsey album in the tuck. <clears throat> I'm sure. I'm sure there is. And if if once again, if it's a situation. Where Nipsey was pretty much working and had this completed his damn self, I would love it. He had just finished the victory lap, so no. It no. was a year, almost. But that's Nip and a, a true penman. He didn't have a whole other album. Or if he did, not one that he had just written since then. All right, all right. maybe. The last one that I'm going to get to... And it's a fuck no for me, with all due respect. Y'all better not put out no takeoff album. Quavo, Quavo said he, he's got it. His next album is going to be called The Last Rocket. He confirmed that. You saw that? Not The Last Rocket. I'm sorry. Rocket Power. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. sorry. I knew that. I was like, wait. Because He said that off. he's putting out takeoffs last album <laughs> called The Last. I was like, wait, what I'm the so fuck? Sorry. Rocket Power. Yes. Like the show. I used to love Rock Power. But um, it, it just screams the same thing for me that we only get, Built we, for we, Infinity Links wasn't done. Like, it was, they had just finished that. Right. But to me, I think we, we would get a takeoff album before we got a nip album. You're getting a takeoff album. <laughs> yeah. You know you're going to get a takeoff right. album. I'm starting to feel that way. But you don't need it. You don't need it. Yeah, we don't, man. Remember SpongeBob when uh, I don't need it. <laughs> I don't need it. I definitely <laughs> don't need it. 
<clears throat> but I think we might have stayed in the posthumous lane a little too long, guys. Let's go ahead and move on. Do we have anything more for Pop Smoke? That is it. We can move on, man. All right, let's get on to brighter things. Yes. The Met Gala happened over this week, Corey. Jesus, Jesus. The stars were out and the stars were aligned. Man. Um, I want to know, let's see. Do you know what the theme was this year? Okay, yes, it was. Uh, it was in, I think, honor of Carl Lagerfield. And uh, the theme was A Line of Beauty. Mm-hmm. The stars were out. Did you see some of these outfits, Corey? Yeah, I saw, like you said, it was so many people that went to the Met Gala this year. I pretty much saw everything. Yeah, I'm going to name a lot of these people, and then I'm going to get into some of this shit. Let's see. Cardi, Doja, Kim Kardashian, uh, every fucking Kardashian that you can fucking think of, every pop artist you can think of. Um, I was going to name everybody one by one, but as I'm starting to see these names, it's everyone in entertainment that fucking exists, which... Strikes the question that I ask once a year, Kari, and it's a two-part question, actually. Number one, what is the criteria nowadays to get in to the Met Gala? I remember back in the 2012, 13, 14 days when we saw this, it was exclusive as fuck, Kari. We damn near barely even saw the pictures be released from this. And I think I might say this every year too. The year Migos showed up for the first time, I don't know if it was Migos that did it or who got in that year uh-huh. that made everyone like, ah, maybe I could just ask for a ticket. Ticket or or pay for it or whatever it takes once people saw migos there and i guess 2017 or whatever year that was and then bust down chains my goodness it was over Corey. everybody was there you know since you've said that every year that always comes back to my head as well because i remember like you there wasn't a lot of people going to the med gala right and then i look at a year like this year when everybody pops out and I asked the same question. What does it take to get to the Met Gala? Because at this point, to me, I think it's just a price tag. And people, you just paying for a ticket at this point. Absolutely. And you paying for the... Well, I heard you have to be invited. I heard you have to be invited. Okay. But don't they donate it to fundraising or something? like the? Yeah, you have to put in something. Right. Um, so but you, um, I, I have heard that you have to be invited. Okay. But I do think that people use this as a level up in business, a level up in entertainment, in the industry. Like, hey, not only am I in the industry, like, like I'm so in this industry. I was invited to the Met Gala. No, it's definitely a a moment, I guess you can say, where you really talk your shit. Or if you have, like, if you on your own publicity run, it's definitely something that you want to pop out to, whatever. Absolutely. Whatever aspect or genre or sport. Because, bro, I'm all people, sports, actors, politicians. You know what I'm saying? Like, every entertainment you can name was at the Met Gala. So. And this is funny. Um, the biggest of the big, they get invited, but only some of them come. I know I've never seen Drake, and he even has a line about uh, in his raps about how he could never go because he can't take his whole crew there. 
This is the first year you didn't see Kanye West at the Met Gala, Corey. If you think about it, there's no pictures of Kanye at the Met Gala. Yeah. I mean, you probably could have expected that. Well, yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, also, and let me just side note this. Did you see Idris Elba? Did you see Idris Elba's wife? That's his wife. God damn. All right. <laughs> She's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And she has a lovely, a lovely ensemble on. <clears throat> but um sorry, I just had to stop guys. Me being yeah. did you did you see ASAP and Rihanna? I did. They had on a couple of outfits, I think, right? They they switched, they changed. Maybe you know there's an after party as well where people switch into different outfits. Yes. Um I was gonna go through some of the notable ones. You already said ASAP Rocky, Rihanna. Did you see Lil Nas X? I saw Lil Nas X, man. I did see Lil Nas X. Um, what in the? Now this is the place. If you're going to, uh, if you're going to make a statement, this is the place to do it. And he did it. Oh, he made more than a statement. I don't even know what to call that. What do you call that? Aluminum foil. <laughs> That's an ensemble. <laughs> you remember in uh, Roscoe's family, uh, Roscoe, welcome on Roscoe Jenkins. Uh -huh. Where he spilled stuff on his suit. She told him not to call it an outfit, call it an ensemble. Yeah. That's an ensemble. <laughs> that is not an outfit. Man. Dang, I'm going up and down this list and on episode one, three, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve of how the fuck did they get it? Why is Lala here? Ice Spice was there. Kari, you better <laughs> stop fucking talking. Truth. Matter of fact. I apologize to Lala because she's put in the work in the media game and the acting game over the past 20 years to be there. You better not show me a picture of Ice Spice at the fucking Met Gala, Corey. Bro, I am telling you the truth. I just typed in Ice Spice's name, <laughs> and before I finished, it said Ice Spice Met Gala. <laughs> I see it, bro. Corey, we going to Met Gala next it's year. It's all just for the publicity. No, nah, we're going, we going to the Met Gala next I'm year. I'm telling you, like, these days, it's just a, a price. And you just pay a price, or you gotta. I'm sure you may still have to be in PR, or yeah, yeah, but it's just get him in there. It's just a price today. It's all about money, and I, like I said, I think they donate maybe something to a fundraiser. That's what I'm thinking. You donate about. enough, you get the invitation. It's just money, man. That's it. That's all it is these days. Anybody could get through. Oh my God, what is Ice Spice doing here? Come on now. No, 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 no. What are they doing in the rap game, Corey? No. See, look. This is this tangent Roderick fucking Taylor. Here it is. I did not know this was gonna happen today. Right, right, right. But this is fucking it. I know where you're going. There's certain things that like conspiracy me. You start to look around and you go, hey, this is by fucking design. She didn't just blow the fuck up. She didn't, Drake didn't just decide like, hey, I'm going to like her and follow her and everybody's going to know about it. All right. You know niggas monitor that shit. Yes, bro. Another industry plant. Because the biggest in the game in the rap game right now didn't get that invite. Or just didn't show up. And if this is a donors thing, what the fuck did she donate? She came out last year. We was just talking shit about she was coming up off of the club intros. Yep. 
Nah, who got her in here, Corey? Like you said, maybe she got a nice PR team. She has more press than anybody in the fucking rap game right now. Right. So it probably wasn't that hard, man, to be honest with you. We can only think of one bar that is notable from her. You thought I was feeling you? That nigga on Munch. How is she the hottest rap? How is she the hottest female rapper in the game right now, Corey? TikTok, Instagram, you know the wave, man. Ain't nothing new. I need to do a little studying, but I promise you, Pod, I will be back. But I want to just make a, a warning right now as I look at this picture of Ice Spice at the Met Gala. This is dangerous. <laughs> Kari's laughing. This is fucking dangerous for the rap game. How can she lose when she already chose? When you look at the rap game, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> when you look at the rap game and you're not sure where it's headed, Lil Baby didn't drop his greatest project. We're struggling to get steam for Lil Dirk's project. The ones that are thriving in the game right now, you, you, you've you been seeing Post Malone go crazy. He's all over the media right now. We don't have to get into him. We'll probably get into him on Monday because I got some shit to say about that too. You look at Ice Spice, who's probably on the, the, the female side, the hottest one. I'm not saying the best one. And then you go to male side. You see that fucking video Jack Harlow just put out, Kari? With him and all his white homeboys? I ain't watched it yet, but um, I saw that it did come out. Not a nigger in the crowd, Corey. Yeah, they was in Kentucky. That's the type of shit that I'm saying. They're showing you niggas new faces in rap. On and it's, purpose. And it's not the face of hip-hop. On purpose. I know where you're going. They're watering this fucking shit down. And I love Jack. I love Jack. Jack is just a face, though. When Eminem got a little too old and we started to nigga this shit up again, they were like, all right, all right hey, hey, we got to get a white face in here and quick. Fast guys and make him the greatest thing we've ever seen. Drake is putting too many hood niggas on. Right. <clears throat> He's changing the game. <laughs> He's changing the game. Bro, right now, Eminem still get like the most views on YouTube. Yeah, I just saw a headline, <laughs> that, and you probably saw that too, yeah, yeah. that he was the most streamed artist on YouTube for April 2023. But yes, I know what you mean, and I agree. Definitely trying to switch up uh, the faces of the genre. Mm -hmm. And it's happening right in front of you, you know, uh, with situations like, I haven't seen the music video. I am going to have to check that out. But just along with uh, his entire rollout, her entire rollout, like everything is very calculated and it's, it's placed. Absolutely. In certain ways and in certain places, events on purpose. It's for uh, it's for a couple of reasons. It's for for showing you new faces, especially white faces or non-black faces. Non-black, yep. Um, it's also for the reason that um, these labels know that music is headed in a direction right now that's not in rap or hip hop, and they want to find a look. I guess it leads back into the non-black thing. They want to find a good look. Like, what's going to work? Clean cut. Who can we who can we present that still yes. does rap music in this lane? 
but you know, they can move over. <clears throat> right. And it's like we got enough out of little baby and Dirk. They push the limits, but they don't go too far. Yeah. Like, or, you know, it's it's a safe choice. Jack Harlow is a safe choice. He's not gonna Jack Harlow, we're not gonna catch, hopefully, Jack Harlow ain't never said nigga. Shit like that. Like, we're not gonna catch things like that. He's not gonna say nigga in his rhymes. He probably not gonna get in trouble. Ice Spice, clean cut. She's still gonna twerk and do her thing like that. But to the white folks, their little kids are watching her. She was posted up with Kim Kardashian and their daughter. Like, it's, it's a I'll take it a step further. They be getting planted, bro. I'll take it a step further. Another reason why they are here, <clears throat> Jack Harlow is a white artist. He can do no wrong. He can do no wrong. So he can say whatever he wants, and he's still going to stay at the top. He can't do any wrong. Ice Spice, on the other hand, has already shown and proved. She will do whatever the fuck she's asked to do. So, I mean... What else do you need besides somebody who can't leave from the top and someone who's going to do whatever anyway? That's probably that's probably the best relationship ever. Like they're so glad that them two niggas are at the top. <laughs> if they keep putting out hits for Jack Harlow and uh and Ice Spice, like would be good. Facts, man. <clears throat> Ice Spice had like two songs in the top ten just last week. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not even trying to sound like I'm hating. It's just I was just it, about to say, it, it fuck just, it. We hating. It's crazy to see. Like for real. When you are a lover of the rap game and of hip hop music, there's shit that I'm I'm okay with hating on. This is the type of shit our parents didn't like seeing. But even this is what I will say. Even when our parents saw the rappers and heard the rappers we listened to and didn't agree with them, those rappers still were like striving to be the best in the game. Like that was what their goals were. In the 2000s, early 2000s, like that, now it's only a come up. It's really only a come up for everybody. Yeah, the love for it is gone. It's gone. It, Jack Jack got the love for it. Jack has the love for yeah, it. Yeah, and we could, we could pinpoint a lot who do have the love for it, but yeah, it's a lot of the people that are coming in that we see um, not stay for too long. They're not in it for the love. They're not in it for the longevity. They're in it for how much you could get right now and how fast can you get it. That's why they release so much music at once. With the projects coming out, and I'm sorry, I, I I don't care if I sound like a hater. Um, with the project that came out of the EP and the hits that are out now, you can't tell me that Ice Spice takes her her discography serious and and wants to to improve her penmanship and be one of the greatest rappers in the game. It's not it's not what you're showing. She doesn't want to be one of the greatest of all time. You I ain't seeing it. I'm saying? Yeah. I'm I'm agreeing. Um <clears throat> there's no way. There are some people that I that I can truly say I didn't see that out of and nowadays I can see it. Like Doja Cat, I didn't see it a while back. Same. Oh she's putting that shit together. She's one she's wanting to be one of the greatest ever. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. Some of you niggas are the other way around. But um, yeah. Man, I'm getting a little deeper this part. We parting, boy. <clears throat> you should have never told me that she was at the fucking Met Gala. We I could have gone without knowing that, but once you told me, 
Oh my gosh, soapbox. <laughs> my bad. Soapbox. Triggered. <sighs> triggered. Triggered. What the fuck? Yes, sir. Do you have any 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 more on on Met Gala? No. Um, I guess we're going next year. I guess we just got to make a, a hefty donation. Facts. We got to start saving right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get the penny jar. Let's do it. What do you think we got to put in? Into the piggy bank, man. We probably gonna have to put in a hefty amount weekly. Probably like a hundred dollars. Hundred a week. Oh. Fifty-two. Hundred. I was thinking if we sent a hundred dollar donation. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that should do it. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That should really do it. And um, I think, I think they really show some respect to us when we walk in the building because we donated that much. Yeah. You know, it's going to be lights, camera, action as soon as we walk in the building. Big spenders. Facts. Either big spenders. <laughs> High earners. Or High rollers. they only paid $100 and got in, so they really know somebody. Mm. Ooh. That's what we got to do. Like, we just got to pay $100 and beg. <laughs> 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 so when I'm we get now. in, we get in, it looks like we ain't even really have to do much. Okay. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. Oh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. One. Oh no, you're not cool with begging. Nah, <laughs> I'm temptations with this. <laughs> I'm David Ruffin with this. Yeah, yeah, I ain't super proud to beg. I'm gonna get back on stage, grab the mic. <laughs> <clears throat> Where are we at uh, with the next card? Have you uh, you been watching the playoffs? <clears throat> Absolutely, I have, man. You saw the Lakers and the Warriors. Come on, man. You know I saw the Lakers. Yeah, man. Go ahead. Tell me how you feeling. Lakers took game one. We we played all right. Um, I'm not going to say we played great. They kind of came back and made it a game in the fourth quarter. But we took care of business. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think we can. I think we can beat Golden State four times. What I was what I was singing game one is just a feeler. Of course, always. I think we can beat. I think we can beat Golden State four times. We have to win both games at home. We have to win next game. What do you think? I think it's going to go seven. I think game one was just a fill-out game, like you said, and both teams were really just trying to see how they were going to guard each other for the remaining games. Um, but to me, man, it's just going to be up to AD. If AD continues to play the way he played in game one, that man had 23 rebounds. Yeah. If he play like that every single game, y'all have a chance. But if not, if he – is inconsistent, then I think that's when the Warriors. I'm just gonna take it, but I still, I'm still favoring the Warriors right now uh, to win the series. I think it's gonna go seven though. But that that game one was very interesting, man. Very interesting. This series is gonna be fun to watch. Game two is today, by the way. I don't know if I felt like Golden State played all together that game, but um, <clears throat> I'll have to see. Who else are we? Who else are we seeing? Who else played before that? Was did the 76ers play right before that? Yeah, Sixers and the Celtics. Okay, no, it was the Heat that played right before that then, right? Heat and the Knicks. You're right. Heat and the Knicks played right before and that. And that Knicks game, I'm not, I'm saying the Knicks game because the Knicks took it. Um they were going crazy. Brunson, did you see the game? Mm-hmm. Brunson was going fucking nuts, man. Yep. Hey, I was sad, man, because he should have on the Dallas jersey and we should be in the playoffs. That is true. But it is what it is. But no, Bronson definitely is the 
best player on that team. No disrespect to Julius Randle because he's a baller as well. But uh, Brunson is the heart and soul of that team. He makes that team whole. He definitely put on a show. I think he had like 30-plus, man, that game. But he really put the team on his back in the fourth quarter. I think that's what you were getting at. He won them that game. Uh, but yeah, Jimmy Butler was out though. So you I was know, about to say, hey, yeah, this is Jimmy, a different story if Jimmy yeah. Jimmy is not on the sidelines. Right, right, right. So hopefully Jimmy can come back for the next game, so we can see they play today as well. So hopefully Jimmy is able to come back because then that makes it a totally different series. I'm listening to them on Inside NBA on TNT, even talking about it the way we were talking about it a while back. Playoff Jimmy Butler, different. He's a crazy nigga. Different. Like, he's crazy. Yeah. All right. We saw it in a bubble. You remember the bubble? How crazy he went in the bubble? Yes. And I finally got to have a conversation with somebody. It was one of my one of my friends at work. <clears throat> and they talked about how all of the fans and people discredit the the bubble ring. What do you feel about that, Corey? I think it's the stupidest shit I've ever heard. I actually think the bubble championship might have been one of the hardest, like the hardest championships to obtain. Yeah, and I think we've said this before. I I hate it. Just be like them, them them Twitter accounts, them trolls that be saying they call it like a Mickey Mouse ring. It don't count. I agree with you, man. Bubble 2020 was. One of the first times we seen niggas in the NBA really hooping like that. Absolutely. With that much intensity at being that competitive. No outside distraction. Bro. No motivation from a crowd. You had to just hoop. Niggas was hooping like we've never seen them hoop before. You so. couldn't even get crowd momentum. No Not home that. court advantage. It was neutral. Everything was just, was you neutral. have to play off of skill. The better team was just going to win. Absolutely. That's why I say <laughs> yeah. it was one of the hardest championships to win. Right. And on top of that, that my friend at work kind of stood on that I've said as well. He said, people have to stop and think about before the lockdown, the Lakers were going to win this thing anyway. Like, it was more, it was more of a hands down Lakers winning this championship before they even went in. Like, before Facts. they went in, there was no doubt in anyone's mind the Lakers were going to run over anybody they needed to to get to that championship. Huh? Yeah, no, you're correct. At that time, they were the best team, and they had just beat, I'm talking about just beat, like, the day before or a few days before the lockdown, the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm -hmm. And they were the highly favored team of the East. So, yes, when they beat them, and they beat they ass. You know what I'm saying? The healthiest you've seen Anthony Davis since he's been in L.A. When they won that game, everybody was talking about how the Lakers are the best team in the league and they were the favorites to win. So, yes, that's another reason why that, that ring counts. Like, what the hell? That was the year people were projecting LeBron and AD to be the new Kobe and Shaq. Y'all remember that? There was, a, there was a beginning of the season that that shit was happening. That fizzled quick. <laughs> Niggas ain't said that shit in three years, nigga. AD started getting hurt. Oh, my gosh. But um, I'm never going to forget the Lakers – Either for not winning the closeout game in the, in the Mamba jerseys. Oh, you're right. I forgot, bro. <laughs> I'm still pissed. I'm forever gonna be pissed off at that. It could have happened there, the but hell, um, we supposed to close out in the Mamba jerseys, bro. They was undefeated. The hell? Maybe uh, maybe the manager should have just washed them and had them wear it again. <laughs> Trash. And they're back out in the mud. 
<laughs> and they're back out they in are. the Mamba jersey again. <laughs> yeah, they definitely should have ran, ran it back. Yeah, 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 yeah. They should have sure. did Mamba 2 for Gianna. Yep. Mamba Night 2. Yep. You get it? Because she was number two. Yep. Shout out Gianna. Her birthday was yesterday. Yeah, I did see that. <clears throat> Why'd you have to bring Kobe into it? My fault, man. Niggas over here sad. I know. My fault. Is there anybody we're missing for the playoffs? Uh, we mentioned Denver, Denver, and Phoenix. They up two all on Phoenix. Hey, I tried to tell you about <clears throat> Phoenix, man. They're not. They just ain't played with each other enough. No homo. That sounds crazy. Yeah, you need to stop. That sounds very crazy. So their best players have not shared the court together enough. They've only, before the playoffs, I think they only had like 14 games where KD, CP3, and Book was all on the floor. That seems to be, unfortunately, the case everywhere Kevin Durant goes. Like, between the Kyrie, um, Kyrie, James Harden, KD situation, there's always KD, not KD, um, Kyrie being, being in and out for some reason, whether it was the the Jewish thing, whether it was the COVID shot, and just injuries. Yeah, he couldn't get the the attendance and the chemistry together. Mm-hmm. And he moves over here. It's the same thing. <clears throat> and then you saw Chris Paul once again is hurt. It's just like, bro, it's the same story. I don't know if... Go ahead. It's just the same story every single year. I don't know if it was on mic or off mic during pre-production that I said this to you. Niggas need to stop counting Chris Paul as like one of the factors of that team. When we think about that's done. When we think about the big yeah. players, y'all need to be thinking about D Book and who else? Kevin. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm thinking about anybody that could have been there before. Of course, KD and uh D Book. But stop saying Chris Paul's name. Like that mom, if you're listening to this pod, because she's gung ho on Chris Paul. Yeah, I just want him to get that ring. He's not getting that fucking ring, mom. <laughs> He's not getting that ring. And y'all need to stop saying his name. When y'all listing the the key players on this team, yeah, he's a key player. I get it, but not a a, a factor. He gets some work in. He passed the ball around. <laughs> that's still CP three, but I agree. That ain't no Wake Forest CP three though. Like, nah, that's retire CP three. Zero. He's thirty eight. When does he stop chasing, Kari? Never stop chasing. Chuck stopped. <laughs> Chuck stopped nah, chasing. Maybe like another two or three years, man. For real. <clears throat> he gotta he gotta win once he like once he retires. He gotta do something like super big. He gotta go off and like stun on these niggas. The type of shit that Chuck did, never won a championship, but like I went and cop 70 M's or like hundred M's from from ESPN. Like Grant Hill. Is Grant is Grant that comfortable? As as Chuck, yeah, no, nah, uh, he gonna have to keep investing in State Farm. (laughs) (laughs) Real shit. Uh, I I was thinking about players that never won a ring, um, but played for a long time. They are. I'm not comfortable. AI is one of the greatest players of all time. You can put him in top ten all time. You can't put CP3 there. CP3. He got to be a movie star or something. Like, <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, he needs a he needs I'm a Netflix series. He's going to have to continue to make these commercials on State Farm. There's nothing else that he can do. 
Yeah, he got it. Okay. I don't, I don't see Chris Paul doing too much. We got to get the Cliff Paul movie out. You feel me? Ooh. Maybe. Like, I don't even think, you think Chris Paul could, could be an analyst? I don't even know if I see that with Chris Paul. He don't strike me as somebody who want to commentate. Nah. And he look like he get mad easy, so he going to fight somebody backstage when they say the wrong shit. Chris Paul be acting hard. He ain't really about that life. Nah, nah, nah but Chris... <laughs> about that life. Maybe it's just the way Chris Paul looks. Chris Paul look like when he get mad, he get tears. He get tears in his eyes. Feel me? Yeah, yeah. He ball his fists up and get tears in his eyes, but he yeah. don't do shit. Yeah, he do a lot of slick shots and then run away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why Pat Bev did that shit. Yeah, I don't like Pat. That's my first time ever defending <laughs> Pat Bev. That's why Pat Bev got on his ass because that's what Chris Paul do. He wanted them like he never get caught. Oh, he throws rocks. He throws rocks and hides his hand. So he he always the instigator. Mm, okay. So he always initiate. Pat Bev had enough. And started, right? But he never get caught. So that always piss off the other person. I deal with who, this at school. Who retaliates. Mm-hmm. And they always the one that get in trouble. They say it all the time. The one that hit back is always the one that get in trouble. I deal with this at school all the time. I'm day. sure you do. But you didn't. Get, he hit me first. I'm sure. Nobody saw it. Right. I'm sure you hear that probably every day. Nobody saw it. The teacher saw you do it. <laughs> so guess who's suspended, buddy? That's Chris Paul. Ah, uh, damn. And the thing about it is, just like you said it with Pat Bev at school, like me, myself, and all the other teachers, we know the little niggas that, that throw the rocks and hide their hand. Um, we just can never catch them. Motherfucker slick, slick, man. Right, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> That's what makes them even better. The niggas that hit back should just be better. You got to be quicker than that. Absolutely. <clears throat> I almost, uh, never mind. I always have some dark shit. Why does my my go there? But let's move on. We're going to be in sports for a little bit. Okay. Antonio Brown, A.B., has been accused of not paying his arena football team coaches and players, even threatening them, Kari. I know, guys. I know what you're wondering. When the fuck did Antonio (laughs) Brown... Get an arena football team. Yeah, that was going to be my first question to you. <laughs> I was well. going to say, uh, were you wondering that? Absolutely. I I was not aware. All right. So I got a little bit on this. Um, it says, Tom Menace, who previously coached the team to two championships, will return to his former position of head coach after initially being fired days before the season. Antonio Brown tweeted about yada, 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 yada. Um, his tenure as the team's football owner has allegedly started off to a horrific start. The uh, controversial NFL stars being accused of making the organization uh, or, or running the organization into the ground. He's already been uh, making violent threats towards the ex-coach and he's locked the players out of their hotel rooms. Mm. So <clears throat> during the month of April, I think that might have been when he became the owner or March, something like that. Everybody's mad at him. I guess the former owners and the former staff, he basically offered them high, high pay or high um, parachutes to, to leave the company. He basically paid them to leave and then started everything anew there. And I guess there were two games that they had in the month of April, this arena football team. They're supposed to get paid weekly after every game. The month of April went by. And uh, they didn't get paid for two of their games, to which I guess they got a little upset over it. He showed them confirmation that they get paid for it. Um, 
and the date of that confirmation passed, they still have not got paid, to which they played another game, and some of those players even threatened to uh, to boycott the games. After that game happened, they come back to the hotel room to find that Antonio Brown has locked all of their hotel keys and uh, evicted them from it. They had to even speak with housekeeping just to get their bags out of the rooms. Weird, huh? What's going on, man? I mean, it's A.B. What, what do we expect? So once again, who who allowed him to make this purchase? What, of the team? Of the team. Who allowed A.B. Well, think about it like this, To Corey. become the owner. If you think about it like this, we have, if he wouldn't have quit and gone out in the fashion that he did, a Hall of Fame wide receiver that was an NFL star, that wants to purchase this team and make it better. It sounds like, of course, it's AB, but even in AB, when this this isn't an XFL team, this isn't USFL, it's just an arena football team. So down on that level, it probably seemed like a really good thing. Oh my gosh, Antonio Brown is coming. He's got the smarts and he's got what it takes to win some games. You know, now like I said, like if it would have been a, a step up, maybe USFL, XFL, they wouldn't have. Allowed him to purchase this team more than likely, and it probably wasn't that expensive for him. Yeah, probably wasn't expensive. I would agree on that. But you know how we just talked about the championship having an asterisk next to it. Antonio Brown's name should always have an asterisk, absolutely next to it. So I think, regardless, <laughs> regardless of everything that you said, which is true, Hall of Fame player, respect one of the greatest wide receivers we've ever seen, if not the greatest. But I, I still think... No, nah, you got Jerry Rice and shit like that. Right, right, right. <laughs> I'm just talking shit. All right. Um, the coach, uh, Coach Ware, who was the coach before but was fired by Antonio Brown, he said that it was a nightmare to work for him. He said his ego got in the way of improving the squad and helping players move on to the next level. He quoted and said, it became all about him, not the football team. We built a wonderful organization over three years. He came and killed it all. I'm sorry, or he came and killed it. <clears throat> Same old story, man, with AB. Like we've heard, I'm not I'm not surprised. It's unfortunate for those players, though, because a lot of them are having to relocate and find other teams to join, find other alternative routes because they are not getting paid when they're scheduled to be, according to them. So, you know, hopefully AB is able to work that out because – he should be able to be in a position because of what he did on the field to have positions like this. But if we're not going about it the right way, it makes no sense to do it. So hopefully they get that figured out, man. A.B., though. Maybe this is just me. <laughs> Does this seem like just some type of shit that, like, A.B. paid for and, like, doesn't give a fuck about, like, tending yes, to it all? and that's my point It's like having earlier. goldfish. You just buy it and it's like, ah, fuck it. That's my point earlier, like... Yeah, I know he probably could afford it, but you had to have sat down and met with this man, right? We not just, this nigga just didn't sign on to Craigslist to buy this team. Even though I know it may be low level, you would think like the exchange of ownership would have some damn <laughs> like standards to it. You know what I mean? But who knows? Who knows? I'll just, I'll just be talking. <laughs> right. I, I don't know, man. <clears throat> Anyways. Uh, uh, we can move on if you don't have any more yeah, on it. Yeah, let's get out of there. 
All right, Snoop Dogg. We're still in sports, guys. I know we're talking rappers, but we're still in sports. Snoop Dogg has thrown his hat in the ring to buy an NHL team. He wants to buy the Ottawa Senators, quoting, saying, I want to bring hockey to our community, that being the black community. Um, the valuation by Forbes listed the Senators at $800 million. So I don't see why the billion doesn't get this done unless there's a higher bid, you know? Mm-hmm. You're getting, you getting real high when you get into the bees, though. Facts, man. I think I think these days, though, all sports teams are getting close to always being evaluated at a B, even though this is one of the lower-level teams in the league. It's crazy that these teams are being worth this much, but it's cool to see people like Snoop, you know, be able to – Get in the door. That's this something that we, my people like Snoopy mean black people. Yeah, man, people that look like me and you. You feel me? It's just cool to see us get in the door because you know they've always tried to shut us out of things like this. We we talked about Jay Z, the relationships that he's tried to establish with the NFL, and you know getting us indoors to be able to to own teams over there as well. Same thing in every sport. So, um, you know, up until this point, it hasn't been too many cases where we have got to the ownership part we are getting in to be like general managers and things like that but if we could get to that ownership part man and really like set the standard on that that'd be nice so if it has to start with hockey start with hockey well i mean we got some black owners um and i was gonna say if we get this we'll have a black owner in just about everything except the mlb but um i don't know does the mlb have a black owner, um, because I know NBA, we've got Michael Jordan. Even though he's trying to sell his stake. But yeah, yeah, he's trying to sell his stake. Right. When we go over to the NFL, we now have Magic Johnson with the Commanders. If we get NHL, we will have Snoop Dogg. Just got to get MLB. Let's see, does MLB... Shit, Magic was uh, with the Dodgers for a minute. I don't know... If it was like an ownership stake, I'm sure it was, but and that's that's what I'm seeing right now. Yeah, so the only uh, other min- uh, minority owners, uh, Magic Johnson, who had a percentage in the Dodgers, like you said. Yeah. But um, right now it says baseball has no black majority owners. Okay. So if we get Snoop Dogg in NHL, we're gonna have a black owner in every sport or every major league sport, except for the MLB. And I want to let y'all know (laughs) they're going to gatekeep the fuck out of the MLB. Saying to y'all, it's been a long, (laughs) a long long time coming. (laughs) But I know you're going to take your ass back to that Negro League. I was about to say, a change not going to come. Absolutely. (laughs) You can buy as many... They they connected back, you know, with the Negro Leagues mm-hmm. to sell merch. You can get as many of those Willie Mays jerseys as you want, nigga. You're not getting a team. Damn, that's crazy. MLB, we would really have to resort to the Negro League before getting a majority stake. I truly believe that. Man, I ain't even tripping on like the do you know how hard it would be, like fire, if we brought the Negro League back? To be completely honest, that shit would be so fire. Absolutely. Of course, it would be one of those like reverse things and it would be a uh, 
a segregation problem. Yeah, we will be looked at as like an outcast. Yeah, and I guess by certain laws, I don't think we can do that, like the discrimination laws today, especially since we were the ones that fought to break them. <laughs> that would be so ass backwards. No, huh? no, nah, nah, for real. But right, to them. if you think about having a Negro League in 2023. Oh, uh, it be fire. Oh, my gosh. The same thing with like, because, man, the Latin community be tearing the MLB the fuck up. Like, they be killing it. Like, if they if there was just like an all Latin baseball league, nah, nigga, put that on TV. <laughs> put that shit on TV, <laughs> nigga. Um, they be going crazy. Big Poppy know? Facts, man. Hey. You got to put Japan on the map, too. Japan just won. I was going to say, in the, last, beat us. in the last maybe 15 years, nah, going nuts. They got the best player in the world. He's, I don't know his name. Japanese Otani. I remember we used to have Chin Shoo Choo. <laughs> you remember Chin Shoo Choo? Or Chin Shoo Choo? They used to be our nigga, bro. Yeah. Remember, uh, we had you Darvish. On we the did Rangers. have you Darvish. My... F- and we're talking about the Texas Rangers guys. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gang. My fa- do you have a favorite pitcher that was from us? From, I, from I the do. Rangers? Yes. Favorite pitcher. Cliff Lee has to be. That was like the golden yeah. days that we went to the World Series type shit. Mm-hmm. Cliff Lee has to be the best pitcher that's ever come through Dallas outside of Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan, it doesn't get... Harder in Texas than Nolan Ryan. Yeah. I can't remember our closer name, but he, he used to always wear a red glove. I think it was like, fuck, I can't remember his name. Raphael or something. I don't know. But yeah, pitcher, I I, know, I can't say I just had a favorite pitcher outside of him. Do you have a favorite player? From the Rangers or just yeah. in general? Favorite Rangers player of all time? I have a few. Okay. Elvis Andrews. Uh... Definitely A-Rod. A-Rod was my favorite player when he was with us. My player, uh, um, favorite, even though he had that rocky career, Josh Hamilton. Josh, yeah. Oh I was going to say Josh. Josh Hamilton, um, Michael Young. Of course. That was our designated hitter. Uh, Mark Teixeira. No, nah, them niggas was going crazy. Like Thanks. Cliff Lee. Someone who was cold, man. Nelly Cruz. Cruz. Delson Cruz was a dog. Uh, Adrian Beltre. Oh my gosh! He now, hey, his number retired. Yeah, we. I, I was just about to say, if you want to talk the best players that ever came through the Texas Rangers, I might go as far to say that. I mean, I wasn't from that era. That he's better than Nolan Ryan. Like as a player, I mean, of course he's not a pitcher, but uh, Adrian Beltre, he might be the best player that ever played in Texas. Besides yeah. A-Rod. You can make the argument. Pudge, too. I'm I'm forgetting Pudge. I'm so sorry. Pudge is probably damn near, if not, one of my favorites. I forgot about time. him. But, uh, but yeah, no. Definitely Adrian, uh, Adrian Beltran. Um, Beltran I forgot. Was what was Pudge's last name? Because I know his dad was Cecil. I just can't remember. Um, you said what? Pudge's last name. Um, cause I know his last... He had a, he had a dad that, nice. that was Cecil. That, um, now you stumbling me. I want to say Rodriguez, but yeah, Rodriguez, ain't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pudge Rodriguez. Oh, I'm thinking of the wrong. I'm thinking of the wrong nigga. Then. <clears throat> so you stopping me? My fault, bro. My bad. My bad. Yo, yo. 
Oh, let's go ahead and move on. We had no baseball plans to talk, <laughs> but you know. But we got there somehow. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what we do, man. You ready to head out of sports? All right, let's do it. Let's close out. All right. Uh, Vice. You guys know Vice Magazine. You guys know Vice TV. Um, Vice everywhere. It's Vice. That's Vice. It's actually one of my favorite channels because they serve such a niche audience. They serve the cannabis users. They serve the documentary watchers. They serve um, the conspiracy theorists. Vice is headed towards bankruptcy, Corey. This is sad as fuck to me. Thoughts before I get into the uh, <clears throat> the specifics. Yeah, it makes me question what's happening within TV. Because I know that's where a lot of their focus is. I had a conversation about this with somebody earlier this week. So I'm like, if their focus is on documentaries, uh, specializing it in different niches, like you said, whether it be cannabis, whether it be certain foods, whatever it is, um, things like that usually tend to be successful, right? Mm -hmm. So why is it with Vice, if that is their main focus area, why is it that they're not being successful? That is the question that I would ask first. The one thing I will say, and I don't know how much it actually has to go toward it. During the election and presidency of Biden and Trump, they clearly picked their side. Vice did? Yeah. And it was the left side. Um so I don't that could have had something to do with losing traction. Shit. <laughs> Shit's so political these days, yo. You don't pick sides, man. You you saw how that happened for CNN. You saw that how that happened for Fox. Everybody just became this side or that side, and Vice picked their side. Like I said, I don't know if that is what resulted in this, but it's down to the point where they're only filing for bankruptcy because they can't even find a buyer to pick up. The network. network, yeah. <laughs> it says right here, uh, Vice, the brash digital media disruptor that charmed giants like Disney and Fox into investing before a stunning crash landing is preparing to file for bankruptcy. According to two people with knowledge of the operation, the filing could come in the coming weeks. According to three uh, people familiar with the matter who weren't authorized to discuss the potential bankruptcy on record. The company has been looking for a buyer and still might find one to avoid declaring bankruptcy. More than five companies have expressed interest in acquiring vice, according to a person briefed uh, on the discussion. The chances of that, however, are growing increasingly slim uh, with knowledge of the uh, said one of the people with potential knowledge of the bankruptcy, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So it sounds like um, somebody, a whistleblower. Sounds like somebody from within the company that has information on how well they're actually doing. It's come out. They don't want to mm -hmm. make themselves known. But yeah. that's sad to hear advice is up out of here. Because yeah. even, even when it comes to just Instagram, I fuck with it. Now, the political stuff, I don't like to pick a side. So I kind of just ignore that. But even with that, I always like that. They kept some sort of professionalism. It's not always just weed. It's not always just music. Oh, they got politics over here, too. Oh, at a certain time of the day, we can watch the news here, too. I haven't watched it like that, but I like that it was there. 
um, Fuck That's Delicious from Action Bronson. That started as a Vice show. Really? That's, that's where I got it. Okay, um, okay. I have seen a few episodes of that. I used to watch that shit back in college, back when we were in dorms. Um, that's where I got on Vice. Wow. I feel your pain, brother. Sucks, man. Hopefully they find a buyer for you, bro. What's up? Put your cash up. Well, the reason why I wouldn't put my cash up is because I don't know what their valuation is right now, even though they're headed towards bankruptcy. At one point, they were valued at $5.7 billion. How do you lose that valuation? Man, their markets, uh, they're just, they're in failing markets. Think about it. Magazines, failing market. TV, failing market. It's all failing, you know? You can't, and you can't make money. That way. So it makes sense. And like you said, if it does have, which I damn near can almost guarantee you, definitely has some of that political pull, whether um, because you said they they chose a side in that case. Definitely chose a side. That definitely has some effect here as well. So you put all those things together, it could make sense if we are correct with our theories here. Um, But yeah, I don't think moving forward, bro. I'll be real with you. I think we're going to start to see more and more and more of networks, businesses, everything start doing this little filing for bankruptcy because of X, Y, Z. You know, it's like a domino effect when it comes to these things most of the time. I don't know what entertainment is going to look like in 20 years, Kari, because Man, it's going to be so different, dude. So different. <laughs> it's going to be so di- Number one, TV. There's not as many people that watch program TV, like cable, things like that. That's right. going to be non-existent in 50 years for sure. At least 50 for sure. The other thing that I'm going to say is our generation, millennials, and um, some of Gen Z, I consider us millennials. Um, we go to Twitter and other outlets on our phone to see what's happening, to see the latest updates we don't watch the local news. Are we going to have TV news? Because nobody our age watches that shit. And the only reason why our parents and grandparents watch that is because before there were 100 and 200 and 300 and 1,000 channels, at a certain time of night, that was the only thing that was on. So yeah. it became so routine that they grew up and raised us watching it. We don't watch that shit. There was other stuff on at 10 p.m., at 9 p.m., at 8 p.m. by the time we were growing up. I think when we become the grandparents at that point, I think cable news or the local news could be over by that point. Then what'll be our news outlet at that point? It'll just be all online. That's fucking crazy. I like it, but you know. But then every house has a TV on the wall, Corey. Multiple. What are we going to do with, like, what, are we going to be having, are there, will there be TVs on the wall still, or are we just going to be doing this with streaming? There has to be. Video video platform entertainment is not going to stop. Yeah, we're going to have TVs. We're always going to have TVs, yeah, because you have to be entertained, um, whether that be sports, movies, music, whatever that is, fashion for people, news. There's still going to be some news outlets, but... I, you're asking just about like oh the ABC World News will still come on. That's what I mean. On. But you're asking about like the local news. Like yeah, your Channel news. Six News might not be it. And yeah, right, exactly. But yeah, so we'll still have the CNNs, ABC, Fox, all that like the worldly news. But those local stations could be put out of business. Like I said, once we become the grandparents, I think that's enough time 
for that generational shift that we tend to see from things with things. I think that'll be another time with that. Um, but that'll definitely be a, a weird society to live in. Cause even though I don't watch the news at all, it's still something that is just like a staple that we talk about. So if it gets to the point when it's not there, even though I don't use it, that'll still be weird to me. Imagine like, yeah, telling your grandkids like, boy, I remember when the news used to come on TV. And not even that, man, because with the local channels, like you said, our parents, that's all they knew. And they raised us up on that. You build relationships with the with news those, reporters. With the weatherman, yes. with the reporters. Yes. 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 And yes. that like, uh, bro, we just, I don't know. Like, I feel like thing, little things like that is what kids miss these days. Like that, even though we don't know them, they're strangers. There's like character and homage that's built in that. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. There's things like that, like that make a difference, bro. I'm telling you. And, you know, we just don't have things like that, unfortunately. And I know we're speaking on that completely disappearing. So just imagine that. But yeah. That's crazy. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Wow. <clears throat> Where are we at with it next? Moving on, man. So we have a few more topics. I'll move into the next one. Michigan and Florida students will now be required to take a financial literacy course to graduate starting this year. That's actually great. And um, from what I'm seeing or what I saw in this article, they've become the fourth uh, or the 14th state in Michigan to actually uh, pass this. I didn't know other states had this in effect already. That is an incredible thing. We didn't have that growing up. Um, now, we were offered a class called Money Matters, and it might have been that, but... I took Money Matters. It wasn't that fully. Okay. But, yeah, I was going to say, I didn't even take it. I yeah. should have, but the fact that kids nowadays have to complete a financial literacy course uh -huh. means everything because, to be completely honest, yes, everything K through 12, you need to be a knowledgeable human being to have a, a grasp on where you are, the history of it, and how to work yourself through everyday life. But on how to sustain yourself, make money, keep money, and have it flowing, you should complete a financial literacy course or, or at least be educated with financial literacy books. And we weren't offered that or, or given that type of information in grade school, we just graduated in 2015. We weren't given that back then. We didn't even know what the fuck financial literacy was back then. You, you preaching, bro. None of that happened for us. So I'm on board with this as well. I think this is an amazing idea. This is something that should be mandated to all states. We want to ban TikTok and shit like that and focus on that. We need to focus on financial literacy. Ooh, Corey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look yeah. at me potting, boy. Look at me going look at him, off. Look at him standing up. <laughs> fucking Democrat. Ooh. You tell them, don't you take that fucking TikTok away from them babies. That. Don't you control my phone. Yeah, yeah. You take them TikToks away from my babies. From my babies, man. No, I'm just being funny, but this is a great idea. I agree with you, man. Um, you know, just thinking back to when we were in high school, like I said, I took that Money Matters class and they tried to focus some on how to manage money and how to handle money. But these days, because it's so money is so 
accessible. You can get it in so many ways. Classes like this are a must, man. And I like the fact that they are, as far as Michigan, they're putting it in the hands of the student you have from the time you're in the eighth grade to your 12th grade year to choose when you want to take it. You just have to take it before you graduate. So I think even that is a plus because it it um, it preaches ownership. You know what I'm saying? It puts it in the hands of the student. Like, nigga, you got to get this done or you not graduate. And also, the reason why I like this the most is because it kind of breaks the notion that you have to go to college. When you learn about financial literacy, the alleyways that you learn the most are in real estate or in stocks, bonds, mutual funds, things like that, or how to turn your money into cash flow, how to make your money work for you, passive income. And all of that talks about hitting the ground running. Of course, you can go to college. And um, there was and it even it even was said here by Gretchen Whitner, who's the governor who passed this law. She said, I'm proud to sign this bipartisan bill requiring all public schools students to take a personal finance course. Every student uh, deserves to know how to budget, save and invest money wisely so they can get off to a great start after high school, whether they go to college start working, or open a small business. Yeah, that's big time. Before, I mean, and this is probably because colleges has so much money flooding, like, uh, or they want to make so much money for the college that they're telling high schools and other people to promote college to the students. The pipeline. Yeah, after COVID and all that shit broke when people stopped going to college like that, that's when you started to see the increase of small business owners, entrepreneurship, things like that. PPP loans, man. Yeah, 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 That's yeah. So now the money is in entrepreneurship. They're going to find a way to put some like to make some money out of this too. So of course, mm-hmm. it's not just for us making money. This is this is them too. They they had to Oh the, yeah, come on now. Oh, the Taxes. money's leaving college, the money's going into entrepreneurship. Taxes. Let's put something in so we can so we can get a little money off of this entrepreneurship too. Taxes. But it also uh, enters, like I said, those sit downs that you you might be having with your counselor in high school, and immediately they're going, "Well, have you taken your SATs? What college are you planning on going to? You got to make sure you have the the GPA to get into that college." Nah, I might be opening a business. Thanks. Nah, I might be going to this. Maybe going to league or my album just came out and you should stream that shit. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I might be going to a trade. Facts, man. Do you remember your sit-downs with the counselor in high school? Yes, I do. I do too, briefly, but I don't remember them being a lot. They weren't. As far um, as the amount. And then also, like you said, the conversation was immediately and strictly only about college. Yeah, because I don't think we dealt with too many social issues in grade school, high school. The counselor is there. For the students that have a hard time socially on campus, they're having a rough, they're depressed, they're anxious. They might, um, what we don't realize, and I know this now working in a school, that there's students there that have time allotted throughout the week that's in their plan with their teacher and with their parent that they have to see the counselor this yeah, many yeah. times a week. They have More to do this that. this many times a week. Mm-hmm. 
for us, we didn't even have to see the behavioral counselors. We only saw uh, a, like a college counselor, like basically getting geared up and getting what we needed for information about SATs, yeah. placement in school, like things like that. Yeah, we never we never had to deal with stuff like that. Yeah, guidance counselors, that was called maybe. Yeah, or, I don't. Yeah, know. those yeah. are those are the guidance counselors, mm-hmm. success success counselors, <laughs> success coach. <laughs> we never had to deal with that though. Right. Um, did you have more on Michigan and Florida? I do not, man. You want to move on to the next, the last topic? Yeah, this is a little weird, it's fun a topic. Weird one, but yeah, we're gonna have some fun with this one. It's hilarious. Ah, uh, so ten-year-old children were found working at, at a Louisville McDonald's until two a.m. Two ten-year-old children were found doing that. Um, the revelation was part of an investigation into child labor law violations in the southeast. The agency also found three franchisees that own more than sixty McDonald locations in Kentucky. Indiana, Maryland, and Ohio that employed 305 children to work more than the legally permitted hours and perform tasks prohibited by law for work youngers. That doesn't mean that they're um, underage. That means like the the workers that are aged maybe 15 through 17, they're only allotted to work a specific amount of hours. I remember my very first job was at Chick-fil-A. And once I maxed my hours during the the pay period, they were like, "All right, you can't work anymore. We'll we'll see you at the beginning of the next pay period." <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, "Dang, man! Like my check's only gonna be like two hundred dollars." You was putting in that work though. Cause. Yeah, 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 yeah. You remember that? Um, but this is basically they got these kids working forty hours a week at ten years old. Ten hours. I mean, uh, ten years old working forty hours a week and. They've got the young kids in there that aren't 16 or 17 yet working 40 hours a week. And you know they're not paying them. That's great. That was the biggest part. Yeah. The 10-year-olds that were working inside until 2 a.m. were not getting paid. I mean, we could have expected that because they don't They don't know. We could have expected them to be getting paid a little bit under the table. You know, maybe the manager threw them a little $10, $15 because they don't know the grasp of what how much a dollar costs. Right. They don't know that. Exactly. Episode two hundred thirty-five. How much a dollar costs? <laughs> Holy shit! And you that niggas, good, you niggas, think I have to thank yeah, Kendrick Lamar good. for that? No, no, me. <laughs> that was good, brother. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, the ten-year-olds, them kids don't know the price of a dollar these days. So all they hear is ten, fifteen, twenty dollars, or even thirty or fifty, and think, oh my gosh, next time I go to Walmart with Mom Dukes, I'm buying my favorite video. I'm game. going crazy. And ten, the ten years old. Imagine if they don't have a console and they only thrive off of the toy section. Oh, oh my gosh! Running it up, run snacks, it, run it up. Yeah, yeah. Toys. That used to be my favorite shit. shit. Like, there were like Saturdays I would spend the night with my grandmother. We'd wake up next morning like we. She'd go grocery shopping. Yo, she'd hand me money and just tell me to go to like the the toy section and just meet her when she's done. Yo. Oh, say less. Say less. Man, my favorite thing to do back in the day. I already know what you're about to say. You already know I'm going to the games. Yes, sir. Go to the games. They got that controller just sticking out. Got the controller, man, where you could test out and play the games, get a little demo play. But uh, when we would go to the grocery store, my parents 
would immediately, I would say, hey, I'm going to the games. They would do the shopping. I would be in the game session the entire time that they were doing their shopping. Absolutely. So sometimes I would be able to find them. They may come give me, bro. I think I may have said this before as well. Oh, yeah, you told me this. My people would go to the customer service, like where you like get laid away or if you need to return some things, and they would have the associate call me on the intercom <laughs> to come to the front. Because I would be at the games the entire time. That's at the funny. Store. Now, my mom would just, uh, she would either, back, like when I had a phone, then she'd text a call and right, be like, right. I'm, I'm about to check out. So then I'd head down there because I got to help my mom like bag the groceries up. Of course. But any other time, now nah, when she's done, she already knows. And the toy section and the game section, they're right next to each other. She knows if she walks in that span, she's going to see me up and down one of those aisles. <laughs> hey, we going. All right, bet. I wasn't asking for shit. Like, all I wanted to be was entertained during that period. And if I had a little bit of money, yeah, then I cop some for my own. Yeah. But most of the time, I wasn't even asking. I was just going just to play. And my mom didn't want me, like, bothering her while she was doing her grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. Fine. Go. So, yeah. I know we off on a whole other top, but it just made me think of it. You remember restaurants or fast food places like McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, they would have the game consoles in the play Oh as well. my gosh! I forgot they did keep a GameCube in that bitch. GameCube, Nintendo, but why they don't do that no more? Why we don't see PlayStation Five and Xbox Ones in these? It's restaurants? not expensive. Like, like that would be so McDonald's. Easy to like do. to cop one PlayStation, it don't even have to be the PS Five. Y'all could have a four in there. I don't understand why they would take that away. I don't know. It got to be some science behind it, because once again, like I just always think of loitering, things, probably, maybe. I just always think of things differently. Like when I say like things we did as kids, we may not realize it now as we, now that we're older. But I swear, just like so many little things I could point out where I'm like, this is why we're different from this generation because they didn't grow up this way. They didn't. They weren't able to interact and play games the way that we play. They weren't outside building these um, character traits and learning how to, you know, exist in society. A lot of people just don't have interactions these days. But they're taking them away as well. I don't know. I just always look at things like that. Like, that's why we see the so-called generational gap sometimes. And the pandemic didn't help it. Of course. I always forget about the, the fucking uh, Yeah, and bro, just to let y'all know, another thing, because I, I'm in schools and I deal with these kids, the pandemic didn't help it. It only made them more socially awkward. And it's not their fault. Yeah, like, they can't, they can't help that. Especially... Damn, damn. The kids that were moving from preschool into elementary school, like say you were a kindergarten, first, second grader, that had to deal with those three years in the pandemic. Or if you're fifth, sixth, seventh, or sixth, seventh, eighth, and you had to make the transition from elementary school into middle school, that's probably the biggest one. That's that's when you change from your most immature state into your, your more adolescent one. You kind of get... Not a grip of who you are. You don't know who you are. You're far from that. Sure. But you're starting. That's you started to get stage. your wits about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when you. That's puberty. Imagine, yeah. When you get your social skills, that's right, right. middle it's school. The first start. It's, yeah. yeah, it's middle school. Mm-hmm. Imagine having that entire three years or seventh, eighth, ninth grade ripped. I, yeah. Like you had to do all of that inside. I can't. 
And then you came back starting high school and you were just expected to be able to mingle amongst everyone else. Yeah, that's crazy. The right way. Like you don't even know how to communicate because the last time you did it, you were a sixth grader. Yeah, that's or a fifth grader. So crazy. That's scary. Oh, that's scary. Yeah. I, I, I hate that. I yeah, hate I hate that. it for them. I hate that. Even I know we're focusing on like um grade school, but even going into college, think about the college students that were finishing their last semester and couldn't even like walk the stage to graduate. Yeah, I think about that. They couldn't go to prom. Couldn't go to prom for the high schoolers, but even think about graduating and trying to like go into the workforce during mm-hmm. the fucking pandemic. Oh, and yeah. trying to go to like a lot of that's those crazy. kids. They had their expectations of that freshman year of college. <laughs> it was at home. You you didn't get a freshman year. Oh my goodness. And imagine it being your freshman year in 2020. That means your freshman entire freshman year, your entire sophomore year and a bit of your junior year was spent inside. You didn't get an on-campus yeah, that's, experience. That's crazy. By the time you did have one, you were one of the old cats on campus if you did go on campus. You were 21 or 22 by that point. So wait. All the eighteen-year-olds wasn't looking at you like that by then. <laughs> and imagine, like, you left high school, then you was gonna get to fuck some. Spent three years at home. God showed your ass, boy. <laughs> Probably mad as hell. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. That's all I got, though, man. Wow. It's a great part. Oh, that was it. Shit. I guess that was it, guys. That's it. Episode two hundred thirty-five. We'll see y'all on Monday. Let's go ahead and get into these songs of the week. It's been your boy Roderick. I'm Jakari. All right, man, we out of here. Uh huh. Let me talk this shit and then pick Jack Harlow. <laughs> so many losing hope. What can I say? Walking past the homeless in a Rolex. Just got off the stage on the Today Show and I basically felt soulless. Years go by and I keep saying I'm gonna use my phone less, but I should just be phoneless. Ignorance is bliss and so is being underground, cause it was fun when we were known less. Sorry, that's cliche, I know I'm so blessed, but Jason keeps on telling me, say yes, and truth be told, I know he knows best, but I don't wanna do no press. I've seen enough of me on this little screen. I've become so vain and insecure about everything. I feel all this pressure to live up to what they tell me I'm gonna be, so I isolate myself. You can't help me, it's on me. I'm hiding any sign of weakness from my guys I don't want them second guessing with me Nemo said to keep my foot on next Cause I can't let them just forgive me But the brags in my raps are getting less and less convincing So I'd rather just First verse in Denver, back in September It's January now, and I'm feeling like myself again I got Angel back in here, I need his help again I'm taking time away, but wondering what
holding me back Supposed to come right back Caught in myself while I'm all on display I know you know all about it I know deep down you feel the same I know you know I feel I know you know how I feel Feel nothing 